Well, it's so great to be with you today. Thank you for being here. Week number three of Trending. If you're joining us online, uh, we are so glad that you are with us as well. Uh, and pray that you are blessed uh, in that message uh, today. If you missed out on the first few weeks, if you haven't caught them, uh, you can find them online at uh, our website, 922ministries.com. Both of our campuses had different preachers for them uh, uh, on the topics of science is real. That trending phrase, we unpacked it to talk about science is good, but observable science is real, define it correctly, and, and we have to understand science is limited in the things that they have observed. So it's a matter of faith at, at the end of the day, no matter which path you go down. In week two, we talked about God told me, and, and yes, God does speak to people. He did it in the past, but remember how God does speak to all of us, his word, and if you really want to know the will of God, listen to God's word as he speaks. And all those things build up into the next few weeks. Like science is real as a, a trending topic and has been for some time. God told me is something that does speak to people and it's a, one we need to unpack spiritually. But this week will flow into next week and will flow into the following week. Because BU has so many implications. In fact, I would tell you today that while we're talking in a series called Trending, BU is, is far more from a worldly perspective than a trend. It's culturally accepted truth. And the reason why it's so important for us to tackle this and talk about this is because there are many times when even in the church we use the phrase. So it makes it tricky. Like just this week, I, I googled BU movement and I found several different organizations that identify with that trend. One was the BU movement for underserved communities, people who are in the underserved communities and how they can sometimes fall through the cracks and struggle and and the encouragement of that movement is for them to, to celebrate who they are, the uniqueness. I found another one that was about BU movements for kids who are in grade school, who struggle with depression and anxiety. And who couldn't like elevate that cause and want to deal with that issue. And then there's another one that talked about a, a lady who started raising funds because she was diagnosed with alopecia at a young age and it affected her. And her world and her relationships and and she identified with the disease and the, the health issues that she had and not recognizing the person that she was. And I think about those three and how BU is applied to it and there's a part of me that could say, I get it. But those aren't the only times when people use the phrase and follow the trend. which is the dangerous part. Like the Bible would actually reinforce and say, be you. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God says you are gifted in unique ways. Be you. So how do I understand and know what, what that means from God's perspective? How do I identify the trickiness of it? What do I need to be aware of? What's the danger in it? What, what, can, what damage can be done to me if I fall prey to be you? Because here's the thing, the odds are pretty good at some point, whether you know it or not, you've given in to the trend. <laughs> Just be you. 
like behavior that that you put on display, choices you made, were driven by the concept of everyone's doing it. You're not hurting anybody. Just be you. And I need you to remember the why behind the what of this series. As we get into this week and roll on to the next few weeks, the why behind the what of this series is simply this. I, I told you I was going to use the same phrase every week, but I'm not. I'm going to tweak it a little bit today because I want you to see the, the real difference between trendings and endings. And here's the difference between trendings and endings. Worldly trendings, things that are not biblical and not godly, things that are uh, tricky and half-true, worldly trendings can lead to your spiritual ending. Like, if you don't think there's any big deal, if you want to go down the path of everyone else is doing it, if you want to fall into the, the worldly trendings, it can lead to your spiritual ending. Jesus said so, the Bible says so, and today's trending is one that's filled with dangers. And you know what I need to say before I go any further? Like some of you think the BU movement, that phrase, should be accepted and tolerated. But you don't believe that to be true. Like moms and dads who are here today, like if, if you really believe and think that the BU idea and theme is of acceptance universally, how many of you would be cool with and down with your 18-year-old going away to college and busting out the heroin and cocaine? Just be you. Or how about sex trading? Be you. You would say, absolutely not. Which leads to the trickiness of the trend. You know why you say no to be you sometimes and yes to be you other times? What makes be you so tricky is absolutely you. It's you. It's subjective. When it has to do with the worldly trend. You're the one who determines right and wrong. You're the one who determines good or bad. You're the one who makes a decision to be you. And it makes sense. Because in today's world, you know what trumps everything? You. Like science used to be the authoritarian of all authoritarians in our world, but now you are. <laughs> the individual is. Like we live in a time and era where the individual is God. And my wife would tell you that if I get to be God, there's a whole lot of issues because this guy really messes up a lot. What makes BU tricky is me and you. And I need you to understand the why that is so important to understand, unpack, and admit today. When it comes to behavior and identity, the path we could go down, if we fall prey to the worldly trend, it could lead to a spiritual ending. And it's tricky because this is true. First John, the Apostle John, inspired by God to write these words, gives us insight and reasons why this trending is both tricky and, and so trendy. Do not love the world or anything in the world. 
If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not found in them. Like two polar opposites, uh, the world and, and the Father, if you love one, you can't love the other. Like if what you pursue is the world and not God, they're, they're complete opposites. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. I want you to identify verse 16 if you're taking notes. Maybe just write down those phrases because these are the reasons why this trend is so real and so troublesome and so tricky. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Right in those three verses, you find the reasons, four of them, I believe, why this trending is so real and prevalent in our world today. Here's number one, if you're taking notes. I want you to maybe put a stone in your shoe to see if there's something that has caused you to buy into the be real movement. You might understand why. If you're rationalizing behavior, justifying your actions, minimizing what you're doing, it might be because of these things. Why this trends, be you, is because it's appealing to you. The lust of the eyes. And I need you to understand this. This is the devil's number one play in the playbook. Like this is Genesis chapter 3 on display. Because you know what the devil said to Adam and Eve? Be you. God's keeping something from you. That tree, that fruit, if you eat from it, you'll be like God. And Adam and Eve, they saw the fruit that was appealing for food and also for gaining of knowledge. You know what they did? They ate it. It was appealing. Like being you is appealing to the eyes, to the flesh. And you know why it's appealing to the eyes and flesh? The reason why Adam and Eve fell for it, like you fall for it, like I fall for it, is because of reason number two. It's not just appealing to you, but it's also determined by you. Like everyone wants to be the boss. Everyone likes to call the shots. Everyone likes to be in charge. And the BU trend allows you to be the man and be the woman, be the person however you need to say it correctly in today's world. Because you get to be you. You get to choose your path. You get to choose your actions. You get to justify your behavior. It's determined by you. Did you see that, the, the pride part that came out in that verse? <laughs> like the stone in your shoe, the reason why be you is so appealing is because you get to be God. <laughs> and you don't like to be told what to do. Do you? <laughs> like moms, it's Mother's Day, you can tell them whatever you want today and get away with it, but the other 364 days of the year, do your kids like to listen to you? <laughs> it trends because it's appealing, the the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. It trends because it's determined by you, the pride of the sinful heart. But here's the honest-to-goodness truth about the trend. Why be you is so appealing, it's because it's easier for you. 
It's easier. Like to, to just go down the path as opposed to fight the urge. It's easier. Like when it comes to self-medication, it's just easier to give in. Just be you. Take the pill, open the bottle, medicate in whatever form, food or shopping, spending, whatever you, just be you. When it comes to identity and behavior, it's just easier to, to be you rather than fight the urge or the temptation. And all those things together probably summarize it best, why this is so dangerous. It's appealing, it's determined by you, it's easier for you. At the end of the day, being you offers some form of benefit to you. It's beneficial. Like, did you catch the end of 1 John chapter 2? It says the ways of the world will perish. They don't last. But right now, short-term pleasure is real. And sometimes it's hard to pass up by you and me. And I need you to understand the reasons why it's trending. I need you to be willing to look at your heart and... And honestly today say, have you crossed the line? Have you gone down the road? Have you justified, rationalized or your behavior because it was easier, because it was beneficial, because you got to determine it, because it was appealing? If so, the time is to get really honest with God and really honest with yourself because if you believe that and fall prey to that and, and don't veer the other direction from it, here is the danger that will perhaps be in your future you. We know why it's trending, but, but here's where it leads. Whoever sows to please their flesh. Like if what you cast out, the seed you plant, grows up, gets ripe, produces fruit, that whoever sows to please their flesh, what you will reap, what you will get in the end, is spiritual destruction from your flesh. Like this is 200 proof truth that, that you may not want to hear, that you may not like, But if you go down the path of be you and behave and do whatever you want to do as opposed to what God says is true, you will spend eternity away from God. And I don't want that for you. And I know it's Mother's Day, but I need to be real with you. And here's the thing that, that I know. This gets the best of all of us. Like, I, there's appealing and beneficial and easier reasons why I fall and pray to be you. I call it the hats I wear. Like, I'm a pastor, and you guys have certain expectations of me, like, like me cursing out in the parking lot at the baseball game, you probably would go, that, that shouldn't be you. <laughs> but there's a part of me that just wants to be me sometimes, and I like to take that hat off and be like you, everybody else. No judgment, no restrictions, maybe just for a day. 
And that's dangerous to me and you. But that's not how it has to end for you or me. And you know why? Because of him. Like Jesus Christ who came to earth, you know what he never did? Fell prey to the trend, the devil's tricks of being you. Like in the wilderness when he was tempted for 40 days, after 40 days of, of eating nothing, he, he didn't go for the, the trick of, of turn the stones into bread. He didn't fall prey to the getting of all the riches, be you just by bowing down like so many do. Said so he said, no, I'm not going to be me. I'm going to honor God. And you know why he did that? For you. And instead he went to a cross. Instead of putting himself first, instead of choosing what was appealing or doing what put him in control or following the path to what was easier, he suffered and died so that you and I could be and understand and know the real you God has ultimately in store and, and wants you to experience now. And the Apostle Paul knew that. Like when the be you phrase comes up in your head, when, when be you is real, I want you to remember that it's biblical to be you, but it looks way differently than the world's version of do anything and everything that feels good, that's easy, that puts you in control. Kind of like Barry Bonds it with his home run record, put an asterisk by the phrase be you so that you understand there's a different definition, the godly definition of what it looks like. Because the Apostle Paul said, well, you can so to please your flesh, there's another path that you can go. I urge you to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Be you with the asterisk is way different because of you live in light of God's mercy. Jesus Christ, who lived and died, who saved you, who rose for you, has a better path and experience in, in store for you. So in view of his mercy, be you God's way, which is different, but is very biblical. Romans 12 goes on to highlight uh, the biblicalness of it. Before we get there, here's the truth I want you to remember. What makes be you so tricky is you, but who makes you you is God. If you can get that right, like be you, the world says you are God, you are in charge, you are the master of your fate. God says Celebrate who makes you you, and it's me. And that's game-changing to, to behavior, identity, how we live, from rationalizing, justifying, and minimizing it. It leads to a different path and a different life for you. Romans chapter 12 goes on, says this, and before we get to the, the things I want you to remember, remember the, the words of, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then... You'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Like the world says one path, do not conform to it. Do not be that version of you, but instead be the version of you that digs into God's word, tests and approves what you hear, because it's good and pleasing and perfect. It will bless you. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Be you, elevate yourself God's version of BU says, put yourself under 
Don't be so filled with pride, the lust of, of pride, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. He then goes on to say, as each of us has one body with many members, mem those members do not have all the same function. So in Christ, though many, we form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to grace given to each of us. Be you, God says, celebrate who you are, because God made you to be that way, fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139 says. Like if God says that in his word, the you that you are is the person he wants you to be. The gifts that you have, he gave to you. The, the things that you have been blessed with in your life uh, have been given to you by God. Every good and perfect gift is from above you. And here's the great thing about this version of you. In view of God's mercy, you died with Christ. And we're brought back to life with Christ. The old is gone, the Bible says. The new has come, you. Like it might be harder because that is easier. But short-term pleasure here equals long-term pain. And short-term pain here leads to long-term eternal pleasure for you. So I want you to remember four truths from Romans chapter 12 about what be you looks like from God's perspective. The first one is this, be humble. Did you catch that in Romans 12? God says a life of humility. The Old Testament says, what does God require of us? Walk humbly with God, put yourself under. Be you. Don't consider yourself better than other people like you know more, like you have it all figured out. Be humble. And right alongside of it is the second one, be selfless. Because that's what Jesus was. He didn't live me first. He lived you and me and all people first. God says that's the kind of model you want. That's the way marriage works. That's the way Christian relationships work. When, when you live you first, you know what you find? A whole lot of blessings. And maybe there's no greater example of what you first looks like, what being selfless is, than being a mom. You know what happens the minute you have a kid? Selfless. Like dads sleep through everything, but moms wake up at the sharpest cry and they sacrifice sleep and time. A lot of them give up jobs and work for some time, maybe longer because of you. <laughs> they love you. Like think of the selfless love of a mom. And that's the kind of love God calls us to in being you in our world, in our lives, to our family, to our friends. Remember that's the version of be you, not you first, but are you first instead of me first. Be humble, be selfless, be obedient. Like it's harder to be obedient. It's harder to, to listen to what God says about the boundaries for, for sex and sexuality. It's hard to listen to God about the boundaries of, of the words that you use and the vocabulary that you speak. It's, it's hard to be obedient when God says, don't be sinfully angry. Don't be a bitter person and hold on to it. Don't seek revenge. Like it's easier to long for revenge. It's easier to get bitter. It's easy to lash out in anger. But we need to hear this about being you. Being you requires being obedient to God.
Like at the end of the day, if you tell me you're going to go down a path and God says go down another one, you have to know the word of God, but if they do not line up, a spiritual ending that might be damaging could be for you. Be obedient. And then like Romans chapter 12 said, be you. Like so much of our world's problem with being you is that we buy into this lie that our values determined by our performance. <laughs> like what I do is what gives me value. Like if I have better gifts or different gifts, if I have that job, if I'm in that circle of friends, you know what God says? We're all different. We're all uniquely gifted. He said it right in there. Be you. <laughs> like celebrate that you are so hardwired differently than me. Like your gifts are not my gifts. Like there are people like the, the Jonathans and the Chelsea's of the world who can sing. There, there are pastors and teachers who can teach. There are, are people who have gifts in technology who work behind the scenes and develop things. That all you see in worship, there are people that are far more smiley than I am who, who greet you at the door. Thank God for those people because we need you. Be you. The gifts that you have, the season of life that you're in, contentment. Because if it's true that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, that means that's really good. And you should celebrate God made you, you. <laughs> Requires obedience and selflessness and humility, but in light of the cross and the empty tomb, the new you is able by the power of the Spirit to live for God. And I know it's really hard and tricky because of you. But what I pray today is that maybe the stone in your shoe with this truth will make you think before you rationalize and justify behavior that could lead away from God and will lead you into the book to see what the word says God would have you do so that you can be the you that in faith he calls you to be so that you can enjoy being you by his side for eternity, which is what Paul knew. Like I love in the Bible where you get some really bad news. You know what you also get oftentimes right next to it? Some really good news. <laughs> Whoever sows to please the Spirit, if you live for God, if you're the you with the asterisk or beside it that, that God calls you to, by God's grace through the love of Jesus, from that Spirit, you, me, <laughs> and all who believe will reap eternal life. And God wants that for you. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we call on you, the author of life. Thank you for forgiveness, Lord, for the times that we've played God, that we've rationalized, justified, and minimized our behavior. And thank you for being you, Jesus, humble, obedient, selfless, the one that God called to save. <laughs>